This podcast was recorded from our twice-weekly live stream. To watch this video or see other episodes of The Spiritual Journalist, head to thespiritualjournalist.com or find me on YouTube. You can find a link in the show notes. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here, and I'm so excited for today's conversation. We have Morgan Cameron joining us. She's the founder and owner of Enlightened Beauty, and she's someone who has infused her spirituality so deeply into her business, and the impact it's had has been amazing. So we'll talk all about skincare, how she achieves these incredible transformations, for her clients by teaching them to literally glow from the inside out and proving that skincare actually starts from the soul. And of course, we're going to be talking so much more about her own spiritual journey and her own experience. So let's get started. I've always been a deeply curious person, talking with anyone who would listen and soaking in as much information as possible. So it's no surprise, my love for storytelling led me to a career in journalism. But after nearly a decade working in newsrooms across the West Coast, I realized I wanted to start asking questions you probably wouldn't see on your local news. So I left my job as a morning TV reporter and started The Spiritual Journalist. This isn't just a YouTube channel, podcast, website, or social media page. This is a live conversation where you get to ask questions too, because I'm not the expert. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. My goal is to connect you with people who have profound experiences and inspirational stories to share. And we'll definitely mix a little astrology in too. So if you're like me, you have this insatiable curiosity and you love deep conversations too, well, this is the place for you. Together each week, we'll explore everything from crystals and tarot to mental health and the environment. There are no wrong questions here. My ultimate goal is for you to come away from each episode with a new perspective and an expanded consciousness. This is a channel for the collective. This is a community for the curious. This is The Spiritual Journalist. Hello! Hi, honey. Sorry, I was like, am I just unmute myself? So <laughs> you're just getting hyped during the intro. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I lo I'm like, okay, here we go. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning. You are someone who I naturally started following on social media, and uh, you know, I know that you're business is based around skincare, but you just talking about your own spirituality and your mm -hmm. own journey has really inspired me in a lot of ways. So I'm so excited to dive into it with you today. Thank you. Thank you. So I start all of these interviews with a little look at my guest birth chart. I feel like it allows people to get to know you on a deeper level before we dive into your journey, your spiritual awakening. So are you ready to take a look? Yes. I'm ready. <laughs> so I know you know your, your big three, your sun, moon, rising. You're familiar with astrology. And, uh, you know, you definitely identify as a Scorpio. And that rings very true for you because not only do you have your sun in Scorpio, but you also have your Venus and your Mercury in Scorpio, as well as Pluto in Scorpio. So that's called a stellium when you have three or more planets in one sign, which just means like... You're very Scorpio. <laughs> and yes, people would agree, I'm sure. 
Yes. And, you know, I have to tell you from somebody who, you know, we've interacted, we've worked together a little bit. I've come, I've gotten services from you and I have a Scorpio moon. So I like, I love Scorpio energy, but it can be like a little bit intimidating because it's so powerful. Like I just see Scorpios and I'm like, there's so much power and there's so much going on here that sometimes I'm a little bit like, Ooh, I, I, do I want to break through the surface? Do I want to know what's going on underneath yeah. there? <laughs> um, so you definitely have a level of intensity and passion that comes through, you know, on social media and in person as well. But your rising sign, as you know, is in Gemini. So you probably can talk very easily to people when you first meet them. You make people feel very comfortable during your services. Talking comes easily to you. But also I see this as your social media presence because you are killing it on social media and have been, you know, for many years. You created this huge following uh, for people not only interested in skincare, but spirituality as well. So I definitely see that coming out in your Gemini and I rising. And then your moon is in Taurus in your 12th house. So it's interesting because your sun is uh, slightly opposing your moon, which means you were born on or around a full moon, probably near the full moon, mm -hmm. um, which definitely brings some abundant vibes. We love that. But it can also bring almost this conflict, like you put yourself out there and you're kind of intense in this spiritual presence, but there's this part of you internally that just wants to like cozy up on the couch and be with your family and be comfortable and feel nourished. Absolutely. Uh, and so... Yeah. So how you talk, how you think, how you love, how you relate to money is very Scorpio, but internally you're more of like a Taurus, which has a you know similar energy, but definitely more grounded internally mm -hmm. and more emotional externally. Mm -hmm. Your midheaven is in Aquarius. So that's kind of your greatest potential for your career. I like to point that out during these interviews because often we're talking about people's careers and yours being in Aquarius. It's actually on the cusp of Aquarius and Pisces, I see this as technology, right? Being like a huge influence for your career. And your Mars being so close to your midheaven is showing that you have a lot of drive and stamina for your work, for your career, uh, for posting on social media, connecting to people through the metaverse or, uh, you know, through technology. Your Jupiter is in Pisces. So I point this out because Jupiter is returning to Pisces at the end of this month, which means over the next year or so, you'll have your Jupiter return. And Jupiter is the planet of abundance, of manifestation. When it's in the sign of Pisces, there's definitely a spiritual activation there, an emotional activation there. Uh, but for your Jupiter return, I know you're already like super abundant and manifest and all these things, but I just see this being like another wave of abundance financially or energetically coming for you in the next year or two. So get excited for that. <laughs> A couple more things. Your Saturn is in Sagittarius, so you probably went through your Saturn return a couple years ago, and I really find this interesting for you with your Saturn being in Sagittarius and in your sixth house, because I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I know that you struggled to conceive for a long time, and that was a big challenge for you in your life, uh, and you know, being in the sixth house, that has a lot to do with our health and wellness and our routines, mm -hmm. and I think it's so beautiful. Beautiful that coming out of your Saturn return, you had this amazing little Sagittarius mm -hmm. king. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm so excited to talk more about him too, because I've been watching him grow over the past year. And it's so wild to me that he's like this full little human now. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> okay. Just a few more things and then we'll dive into your story. So your North Node is in Aries, speaking of important people in your life. So the North Node represents your karmic destiny, your purpose in this lifetime, the lessons you are here to learn. And just from the little bit I know about your story, I know a lot of those lessons have come through your relationship with your husband, who is an Aries, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Very much an Aries. So, yeah. <laughs> love that. I love I love Aries. They're the best. They're such sweethearts. Um, and the one last thing that really stands out to me here is that your Chiron is in your first house really close to your ascendant or your rising sign. And the Chiron is our wound. It's an icy outer body in the solar system. It's known as the wounded healer. So it represents our deepest wounds. But when we can heal those wounds, when we kind of unlock our own healing, it can be the greatest catalyst for us to heal others as well. And the first house rules appearance. It rules the physical self. So any trauma or pain that you had around your own appearance, when you figured out how to find empowerment from that, I, I see this as you now serving and helping other people to mm -hmm. feel more confident in their appearances as well, which is mm -hmm. your whole business. Right. Yeah. So any other questions you have about your chart? No, I love that. Like it's very, um, yeah, it's, I haven't ever had a reading like that where it's, you know, more in depth and kind of understanding like, you know, things like terminology of like your, um, your Saturn return and, you know, and thinking of the last couple of years of my life, like 2018 to like 2000, like, you know, unfortunately I hate to say it like this, but 2020 was a really good year for me. So, you know, from 2018 to 2020, like those two years was like, I think, you know, and I'm in my thirties, I'm 35, you know, I was thinking like, Oh yeah, by the time I hit 30, I'm going to have done all my growth and I'm going to be just, you know, glowing and vibing high when I'm, when I turned 30, it was like, uh, no, let me bring it all the way back down. So, um, so yeah, no, I appreciate that because it's, it's, you know, gives me more insight to, um, you know, to my life and, and the journey. And, um, and I just, I, I appreciate the journey so much. And so it's nice to, that it's mapped out. It's like, Oh no, this was, this is on purpose, you know? <laughs> totally. And yeah. it's nice that you've already gone through your Saturn return because, uh, even what you were talking about really can be the after effects of that Saturn return. Saturn is going to bring the hard lessons, whether we want to learn them or not. And mm -hmm. so I love to catch people before they're heading into their Saturn returns, or I'm currently going through mine. And once I realized that, I was able to be like, okay, I know that this is going to activate this part of my chart. How can I lean into it? I mean, I, I'm literally, you know, changing my entire life right now. So yeah, really yeah. trying to lean into it. But yeah. it's also cool to talk to people after their Saturn returns and see how that played out. And, uh, you know, it, it sounds like you went through some of the hardest experiences in your life, but now you're on the other side of it. And it seems like you are thriving. Yeah, I'm definitely thriving. I, that's like the perfect word for it, you know, and I thought so many other times in my life that I was 
thriving. Um, but coming through that with these last two years, I mean, I was in like the lowest, like darkest place, like, you know, not, not anything where like my, my thoughts were taking over, like nothing like that, but just like, it was really about, I think for me and a lot of that ancestral trauma and knowing like, I really had, I really had to deal with it and I really had to stop it. Um, because you know, if we did all the the lineage of women, my mother, my grandmother, my great grandmother, all in that same side. It is like messy and dirty and like just <laughs> so. Yeah. It was like okay, this is this is what I'm here for. You know, I relate completely. Uh, yeah, and it's such a powerful realization when you understand that by healing yourself, you're also healing your mother and your grandmother and your great grandmother and all these generations that weren't able to do it for themselves. And right. I just have to point out before we stop looking at your chart here, and I'm sure throughout this, I'll be like, Oh, that's this part of your chart, you know, awesome. uh, as, <laughs> as we're talking, but your moon is in your 12th house. And the 12th house is the house of spiritual um, it's kind of that house where the veil is really thin. You know, if you look at the astrology wheel, like our life, typically uh, the first house is ruled by Aries, the first sign of the Zodiac, the baby of the Zodiac. And the last house is ruled by Pisces, which has the most wisdom and is the most spiritual sign. So with your moon in the 12th house, not only do you crave comfort and nourishment and have that grounded energy, but also uh, you probably feel really nurtured by your spiritual practices, by your connection to spirit, to God, to the universe, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, and leaning into that probably gives you a level of security and comfort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. Like that is like, that is where I go. You know, that is definitely like my, like, you know, how, like how my son sees me right now is how I see my spiritual practice, you know, just, yeah. Like mother. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. And the moon too, you know, is the divine feminine energy. So I love mm -hmm. that you just said that your spiritual practice is like a mother to you mm -hmm. and your moon, your, your mother energy is in that spiritual 12th house. Yeah. But let's talk, I want to start from the beginning with you, because like I said, Scorpio energy is very mysterious to me, and you are like a book I want to crack open and just like <laughs> read the whole thing. <laughs> so uh -huh. talk to me about how you came up with the concept of enlightened beauty. Yeah, so um, when I was 19 years old, I was going to college. Um, and I was in the, in the lab and I looked up how to be an esthetician. Um, and like my experience with estheticians in the past was, um, like I'd go get my eyebrows waxed, you know, a couple times when I was 16 or whatever. Um, but after I looked up how to be an esthetician for whatever reason, right. We call that just like divinity. I don't really know what mm -hmm. that was. Um, I started doing, um, makeup for, um, a, a bunch of different lines. And, um, and I started to understand, you know, these, these young girls were coming to me to get their makeup done. They had prom, they had this, and it really, that was my first like intro to looking at the skin and understanding that, you know, these, these girls are trying to feel really good. And, and I could only make my makeup look as, 
as nice as the canvas was, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, that was definitely the first, like kind of the seeds are being planted. Um, but of course I personally haven't had my own like skin journey where I've had really intense skin issues that I had to correct. Um, but I also have a lot of empathy. So even though I haven't been through something, I am one of those people who can very easily like sit and like put myself in somebody else's shoes and almost go through those feelings. Probably not as intensely, of course, because I'm not actually living it, but I can, I can feel, feel it as much as I can. Um, and so, you know, and throughout like my early twenties, I, I had some, you know, really great jobs and I was in banking for a lot of years. And, um, and then I was recruited by one of our, um, you know, our, our VIP customers. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is it. Like I'm going to make more money. And this is what it, you know, what it is to, to grow. And, um, and then I was stuck in an office and I was like, Oh my, no, no, this is not me. So I lasted six months in that job, which isn't my, um, usually when I'm in a job, I'm in a job for a long time. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, I've only been here for six months. How is that going to look? whatever. Right. That's just silly thoughts. But, um, and then my husband at the time, who was actually my boyfriend, he was like, you know, why don't you just go, um, just, just go to school to be an esthetician. Cause it had already, you know, at that point I was 26, 27 and it had lingered and I thought about it and I've been talking to people about it. And, um, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do with it. I just knew that it seemed like something I wanted to do. So um, I was able to go to school full time. And it's it's about like a six to eight month program if you go full time. Um, and then I got my license in 2000 and, uh, 2013, January of 2013. And then, um, you know, I was working for other people and other spas and doing other things for probably about two and a half years. And then, um, I was living in Southern California. We finally moved back to Sacramento in 2016. And I, one of my girlfriends that I went to school with, she had this little solo salon downtown Sacramento. And she told me that she was moving to, um, Oregon. And if I wanted to take a look and take over and I, I walked into this, you know, it was like 113 square feet. It was like the tiniest little space, but I walked in and it was like, Oh, I can do this. Like I, I can do this. And, you know, I took over some of her clients. Um, but of course, you know, when you create a relationship with a esthetician, you know, it's kind of hard to keep those clients because, you know, it, we're, I was different than Melissa. Melissa and I are very different. So yeah, I, I opened Enlightened Beauty and then I really used, you know, my, my, um, my empathy and, and my connection with people to build my business, not only, you know, when my clients come in, but also on social media. And, um, so I've had enlightened beauty since 2016. Already. I'm like thinking of your chart as you're telling me this story and I'm like, okay, I have to tell yeah. you, Yeah, I love that your husband was the one who kind of like nudged you in that direction. Because again, yeah. that's like almost like your compass, your North node, him being like, no, this is the direction you're supposed to go. Yes. And then talking about 
using empathy in your business. So like we talked about your Jupiter in Pisces, bringing you abundance. Uh, and this mm -hmm. is in your 10th house, your house of career. But Pisces is that really empathetic, sensitive, emotional energy. So mm -hmm. you being able to tap into that empathy, um, I think is, you know, just from sitting on your or laying on your table, getting services from you, seeing how you interact with people, uh, I think is a huge part of your success because, you know, it seems like your approach isn't just, okay, you're going to come in for a facial, we're going to clear out your pores or whatever. It's mm -hmm. so much deeper than that. So mm -hmm. was that always the goal when you thought of this name, Enlightened Beauty, or did that sort of develop organically? Yes. Um, so what's interesting about my name is that I actually didn't even come up with it myself. Um, I was in school and we were doing, and this again, you know, this was in 2012. So 2012, social media was a thing, but it really wasn't a thing. It was like just kind of... Yeah, Instagram yeah. was just starting, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So we were like, okay, we're going to create an Instagram. And so, and um, I am, you know, or not so much right now, but back then I was a very huge um, yogi um, I used to make the girls in class like, do some yoga positions with me. Um, I was also training for the CIM, which is the California International Marathon. And I did that um, about three times. And so the girls were really seeing like this part of me. So when I say the girls, I'm talking about when I was in school. Mm -hmm. um, and there was like 13 or to 20 of us. And so I was, you know, I took beauty school very seriously. You know, again, I was 26, 27. I was... Um, you know, just, just very much like in this like health focused time and this change. And so one of the girls brought, came up with the name herself. She was like, you should name your business Enlightened Beauty. And I was like, yes. Like it just, like, <laughs> I didn't think of it. She thought of it. And, um, if I saw her to this day, I'm sure she remembers that maybe she does. And I don't know, but, um, but that was very much like when she said that to me, I was like, ooh, like, and I think it's even more powerful that somebody else named it for me because I, you know, we don't see, well, some people, <laughs> I personally don't see necessarily the power that I have all the time. You know, sometimes like there'll be certain things that happen and I'm just like, ooh, yeah, ooh, like I, you know, I, I can feel it, but um, to have somebody else give me the name, I think it really like that is, that is the perception. Like that is what people are taking from, you know, the energy I'm putting out. So in light beauty, when I started it, um, you know, in my Sola, I kind of like had this moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to run out of things to post. Like, I'm just going to keep posting skin and the skincare thing. And like, you know, and it was like, like I'll still remember the day it was like this light bulb that went off and I was like, why am I not posting like all this other cool shit that I do or like how, like, you know how it like just kind of ties in whether that is like eating well as I eat like a predominantly like vegan diet or, you know, why don't I talk about exercise or, you know, the fact that I do yoga all the time and like how that's changed my life or like the things that I've been through, like as a child, um, because you know, when people are coming in, and they're having a lot of issues with their skin. I was like, this is all like, and I know it's all combined. Um, so that it was like enlightened beauty 
for maybe the first like three months, I was trying to figure it out. And then come like December of 2016, I was like, oh, okay. Like this is like, this is what it is. And then it kind of like, it kind of morphed into what it is now. Um, yeah, this great blend of like spirituality and skincare and motivation. And it's, you know, it's a whole brand. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious what your health journey has looked like, because I know you share a little bit about that. And of course, you know, looking at your chart, you have a ton of planets in your sixth house of health and wellness. So have you always been really health focused or was that another journey that you kind of had to walk through to be able to share? Yeah. I mean, so my like, you know, I'm just for the for the sake of being real authentic, you know, my my mother had a lot of like mental health issues because of her mom. And her mom, you know, was we'll just say wretched, right for the type of mothering that she needed. And so it's interesting, like to kind of think about my mom and how it's kind of taken over, like the just kind of, you know, again, that ancestral trauma trying to to, to stop that. And so you know, when I, I started living with my dad, um, at one point and I really wasn't focused on health and I had no idea, you know, we ate whatever, but you know, it was, it was a healthy household though. Um, and then at one point, like in my early twenties, I was experimenting with like that strict calorie. It was like 1200 calories. And then I got, you know, really, really thin for my height. And I was like, okay, like that's not gonna, that's not working. And so then I started doing some other things that wasn't working. So, um, when I was 23, I found Bikram yoga and we'll just call it hot yoga now because of the whole story. Right. But, um, but I found hot yoga and it was specifically that series. And I just completely like dove in, you know, and, and I was even like, I was a bridesmaid in one of my best friend's weddings. And she was like, Morgan, like, do you even want to be in my wedding anymore? Like you just completely, you know, like, cause when I get focused on something, I can't, and especially at that time, it was really important for me to do that because I was I, I had two choices in life. I could have gone down this obsessive path or I could have gone down this obsessive path. In true Scorpio fashion. <laughs> yeah, and one would have led me, you know, in on a dark path. And mm-hmm. so I just I did like 60-day challenges and I would get up at 6.30 and go and then I would go again at 6.30 at night. You know, I was going twice a day. And that was like the first intro to... Um, you know, being vegan and understanding like meditation. And I would do all the workshops that they had. And like a woman came in talking about how she reversed stage four um, cancers with an alkaline diet. So that was like the intro. Um, and then through, for, since I've been 23, it was like, um, I went through IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is like an online like health coaching course. Um, and which really dives in and, you know, not to just like vegan diet, of course, but like, you know, the, having your work and your spiritual practice and eating well and exercise and all that stuff. Um, and so since then, since that, that yoga, I have just immersed myself in the knowledge of, you know, what we're putting in our bodies now, you know, stress, you know, all of that. So um, it's really powerful because I use all of that in enlightened beauty every time a client comes in. 
Definitely. I know you touched on your mom a little bit, and there's something you shared recently uh, on your your Instagram. Speaking of yeah. showing up mm-hmm. authentically, you are someone who, you know, I'm sure you don't share everything, but. I was really, I felt really connected to you the first time you were just like, hey, I just went through this really shitty season of my life and this is what happened. And like, it almost gave me permission to be like, oh, why am I not sharing my own struggles? Not for the sake of woe is me, my life sucks, but like, if you're going through this too, it's okay. And there's a way out of it. So First of all, I just think it's amazing that you're so open and authentic on social media. Um, but what the post you shared just a couple days ago about your mom actually really took me aback because that's something I didn't know about you. So can you just kind of share the impact your relationship with your mom has had on you as a human? Because I know it's it's been really huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> sometimes on social media and things that I say, it might come off like I'm you know, bitter or angry or, um, you know, or have like some negative feelings about my mom. And I used to, you know, I used to, it used to be really bad. And that's why I said, you know, I had these like two paths, you know, I could have gone down this path or that path. But one thing that I know, luckily, I know that my mother loved me more than anything. And I think, you know, everyone's issues stem from childhood traumas. Um, But I never questioned how she felt about me. She just had a really intense upbringing, which made her turn to things that had to numb her feelings and emotions because she probably felt as deeply as I do about things or maybe even deeper, right? And so um, someone that I go to all the time, her name is Dr. Rhonda, who I love so much, but the example that she used is like, you know, you can have a 25 pound child or you can have a five pound child, which means the 25 pounder needs 25 pounds of love and the five pounder doesn't. And it just depends. And sometimes, you know, somebody might have, you know, a really, you know, doting mom and it's like, they didn't need that. Or somebody really needed the doting mom and they didn't need that. It's like a perfect example when you have two children and you mother them the same and one turns out one way and the other turns out another way. There's a lot of other aspects going on, but I think being loved, supported, nurtured is like the foundation. So now that I'm older and I can, and I understand my mom's struggle, I I love and appreciate her so much because she she loved me unconditionally. And that is why I'm able to do that for my son. Woo! Um, oh. So, you know, I, you know, the struggle with my mom is very powerful and I've learned so much and I'm so grateful for the journey because I... I'm just a, I'm just a better person, you know, I'm just a better, more layered, like deep thinker and feeler because of it. And my son is the one that's really benefiting from it the most, you know, like I almost feel like I'm here to like be like the, you know, um, like laying the foundation and kind of being the middleman for like the healing and then like the not healing. Like you get to just go shine. You don't have to, 
you don't have to go through all the shit and try to unpack it all and then repack it. And, you know, he doesn't have to do that. So, um, you know, growing up with a mother who was an addict was really difficult, you know, really, really difficult. And I was the mother in a lot of situations or most of them, but, um, but I do like appreciate and love her unconditionally for the love that I felt from her because Mm -hmm. that's just, she was able to love me that way because that was the kind of love that she needed from her mom that she didn't get. And that's Mm -hmm. like what I understand now about her journey that, you know, I could sit here like I used to and say, well, why didn't you just get off drugs for me? You know, why wasn't I like the, the reason why you could just snap out of it. It's like, because it was just so deep, you know, it was so deep and it's so much takes so much more than just, just a child, right? A child doesn't heal you at all. You have to do the work first. Um, right. And so, I'm, I'm guessing you have always been a very deeply feeling soul, even as a child. Like I know mm-hmm. personally, when I understood I had a Scorpio moon, because I'm very Virgo, you know, I'm very put together and on mm-hmm. it and perfectionist. And then understanding I had a Scorpio moon really gave me permission and helped me understand, because I don't know if you've heard like, uh, that children tend to express their moon signs a little bit more until about age five. That's like a theory. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of intense emotions and anger as an early child. And so mm-hmm. I bring that up because Uh, You know, you said I had to be the mother in a lot of situations, and I 100% relate to that on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Um, But you probably had this, like, innate wisdom and part of you that always knew, like, no, I'm made for more than this. Like, what Mm -hmm. is this bullshit I got brought into this life with, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's where that, it sounds like that resentment came from. But you also said something that I think is so beautiful, that now you are grateful for the journey. Mm -hmm. And I saw you probably a year or two ago share a video of you spreading your mother's ashes, I believe. Did that, was that kind of a pinnacle moment where you were able to release and turn towards that more grateful mindset and Mm -hmm. more looking at it in hindsight rather than being in it still? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is that I, in the past, Anytime we would talk about my mom or the ashes or, you know, anything, it would just be like immediate tears, immediate breakdown, unable to control the emotion at all. And like, you know, I'm an emotional person, so I'm going to go through like the wave of feeling it and then able, you know, like that's just who I am. But first thing I want to say is like, I'm just thinking like, wow, like I really do feel um, healed in a way, like, you know, very healed by being able to say like these really like deep things without being triggered by emotion, because I think it has its place now. Like I framed it a certain way and it has its place. Um, and so to answer your question though, about the ashes, you know, that was also a time where my husband and I were trying to get back together And I was very focused on like this thing. It was like, I knew we were supposed to get back together. I knew we were going to have King. I just knew all these things. And so spreading my mother's ashes was a very profound moment, I think, because we were together, but we were going through so much in that moment that, you know, I was kind of using it as like a way to like connect with, with my husband again. Um, 
and it, and I think it worked, you know, it, I mean, it did, we're, we're together, but, um, but it definitely, you know, cause that was also my granddad had passed away. And so what he wanted is to spread her ashes and his ashes together. So it was kind of a, a group thing. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a, a very, um, yeah, it was a very powerful, like profound moment to just kind of like, let, let it all let it all go, you know, and right mm-hmm. after he passed away, he passed away like October 19th of, um, 2019. And then on that cusp of Scorpio season, it was the 23rd. I'd smoked a little bit of weed, <laughs> but I had a whole like, m- like moment of like, after he passed away, like I felt them with me. And, you know, I've smoked weed periodically. It's not like I have these things. It was really, it was really them. Like, and I could really feel them. And I, like, I call them cosmic downloads where like, it was like all of this pain and suffering that I was going through that I couldn't really explain. I mean, you know, I didn't understand why and and how to get out of it. It was like after that night, um, few days after my granddad passed, I, it was like, okay, this is this, this is what you have to do. You have to this. And so like, I woke up that next morning and I had so much clarity and I like knew things as if like they were both standing in front of me telling me these things. Um, and so that was a really, that was probably the most profound moment, um, that I had had. And that was right before I spread my mom's ashes. Beautiful. I love that. And I swear we're going to talk about skincare eventually, but you are such an interesting person to me. And um, I do want to talk about you and your husband because you sharing that, um, and, and you know, I've talked about this actually on a solo episode I recorded a few weeks ago about my own separation from my partner. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I shared that with you a little bit um, mm-hmm. when I came to see you, but seeing someone who is successful and spiritual and beautiful and has her shit together talk about like, yeah, my relationship like kind of fell apart for a second Mm -hmm. there. And also acknowledging that like acknowledging your shit, right. And that Mm -hmm. like you, because I think so often, and this is a realization that I have had coming out of my own conflict with my partner and separation from my partner um, and having that same feeling of like, but I know deeply that we are supposed to be together and I don't know why this is happening. Um, But I think a lot of times when in, you know, heterosexual relationships, especially, I feel like there's this, this conception that women are just kind of allowed to be the mess and like freak out and blow up and, um, you know, have all the emotions. And that's just because we're women and men are just supposed to kind of like deal with it. And when I heard you talk about like, yeah, I really, I really played into that. You know, I was like, oh, I need to acknowledge how I am playing into mm-hmm. my own conflict, the, the situation that I am dealing with right now. So first of all, I just want to say thank you for like being so honest about that and um, just ask you about how that all played out and what you learned from it. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy for us to always point the finger at somebody else, right? Self-reflection, self analysis, right? It's the hardest thing to do because we don't 
think or we don't want to think or um, however that however that kind of plays out psychologically right in in our mindset like well it's them it's them it's them it's them and it's like that's the easy way out like you can do that right but it's going to be the same thing with the next person or it's going to be the same thing with your coworker, or it's just going to be the same thing over and over again so um going back to you know therapy and and having someone like really kind of help me understand like maybe my patterns that I'm that you're not able to see right because you're stuck in the loop you're stuck in the pattern Mm -hmm. um so doing that was really really perfect um for me to get my mind like out of that um of course, that doesn't mean that he then is is going to just be this miraculous change person, right? Once I do the work, right? It still takes two people. But if you have somebody who's willing to do the work and go to therapy with you and understand, you know, like my husband and I both have very like high capacity, right? It's very high capacity in understanding what's happening. But I'm up here over here and he's up here over here. So we're not we're not over here together, right? We're just over here. (laughs) So that for me, that has been the biggest thing for me that I had to learn and understand in bringing my relationship back together is that like, I can keep pointing the finger, but he, he is wonderful and grand in his own way. Um, so yeah, I mean, my husband and I, we've been together since 2012. Um, we got married in 2016 and um, October, we this last October, we had been together for nine years. And so, you know, almost a decade with somebody, you know, and, you know, for me, that was, you know, 26, uh, or I'm sorry, 25 to 35. Um, you know, that's, that's a lot of growth for me, you know, a lot of different changes going on, a lot of like, things I had to heal. Um, and you know, we definitely, you know, we broke it. I, I, you know, I spent a lot of time expressing, Hey, like these are some things that I need in our relationship in order to feel, um, really good and really balanced. And he has his own traumas and he spent a lot of time going, well, I don't want to do that. You know? So then it was just this mess over and over again, this mess. And then, you know, I made some really bad decisions and I did a lot of things that you shouldn't do when you're in a relationship, but I had to, like, when I think about it now, it's like, I had to do it because one, it was something that needed to be done. So that way, um, he could understand like the depth of what it was that I was saying. And then for me, that was the start of healing the patterns Mm. of the traumas in the past. So, um, you know, when people go through really big, horrible things, and of course, like, you know, I always say this, which I think is true, like Disney really just like fucked everybody up with all these like, with all these fairy tales. Yeah. Right, Amanda swoops in, it's so easy. Yeah. It's like, there's no such thing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, we just think like, oh my gosh, like there's this, you you can never get over that. You can, this is just too much. And this is, it's like, well, we have two people that have grand capacity and each person can take accountability in their actions on both sides. Even if the, like what, well, what you did was way worse than what he did. Well, yeah, but if you unravel it and understand like why it happened and where it was coming from and 
how much time and effort and how many years I put in. And, you know, I was like, I was taking this man on intimacy retreats and shit. Like it wasn't for a lack of trying, you know? Yeah. Like, it, just, yeah. it wasn't for a lack of trying. It was like, I was trying so hard, you know, and, and my actions were never out of, um, like sexual desire. They were just out of like emotional desire. You know, and so it's hard to like explain that to someone when there's like that sexual component because it's just like, well, what, what, you know, it's hard for somebody to understand that until they finally do um, Mm -hmm. and understand like how, you know, it's, it's like, it's so weird. Like, you know, when you just said, or like, you know, repeating what I said, when you just know you're supposed to be with somebody, like I just, I just knew that I, I just, or I know that I'm supposed to be with him, even though it's so hard, <laughs> you know, it's so hard. Like emotionally, it's so hard. Um, cause I gotta uh, unpack my own shit. And then as women, we have to help them unpack their own shit because they're not going to, you know, maybe some men out there, not all men, but most men are not going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like there's a new generation of maybe men who are, you know, aware of it and healing themselves or, you know, so that's really powerful. But this man in particular in this time was not going to do it. <laughs> um, but just you know? proof that you two were supposed to come together, you know, and I feel like in my mm-hmm. own relationship, um, you know, we're finally getting to the point where we are kind of in almost that hindsight stage of like, oh, that's why all that shit had to happen. And like, mm-hmm. look at how both of us have grown. And actually, at the beginning of this year, I saw a psychic and she told me kind of going off of what you're saying, that it's mm-hmm. usually the divine feminine that rises before the masculine. And she, oh, it's, you, it's funny that you did this because this is literally what she did with her hands. She's like, I see you're here and he's here and he's going to come up to meet you and then you're going to keep going and then he's going to come up to meet you and that's how it's going to go and it gave me a lot more patience because I was like okay I just have to like lead the way through my feminine energy through my own growth and be the example and you know he'll he will benefit from that energy too and it's totally happened and it it doesn't surprise me anymore but it just makes me feel so good like wow we really are supposed to be together for the purpose of mutual growth, but mutual growth is really fucking painful a lot of the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it is like, you know, and, and that's like, um, one thing again, going back to my therapist who I love so much. I've been dying to meet her. You know, she always, you know, she always says, you know, Morgan, you're the pilot and this is all women. Like women are the pilot and men are the co-pilot. And if you see like in the animal kingdom, every single animal kingdom, the woman is the one who leads the way. And the men are just Mm. there to just protect the babies and go out and get the food. But the women are the one that just, they are the, you know, the keeper of the house. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that is, you know, my husband, since having my son, not only have we done our work too, but he's definitely, he's, you know, I, and I would never say this in most relationships, but my son has brought us together. You know, I would no, don't ever have a child to not you. I'm just saying people <laughs> don't have a child to bring you together. No, no, no. But if you have two people who are doing the work, um, mm-hmm. and my, Ian is very much like, okay, well, babe, what are we going to do? You know, before you, like, this is what we're doing, you know, and that's yeah. why we had so much because I, 
I am very like, you can't tell me what to do. You can't boss me around. <laughs> you can't, you know? And, yeah. um, and so and he probably like loves to boss like you around. Huh? <laughs> he probably loves to like boss you around and be in charge as an Aries a yeah. little bit. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's just like, oh, okay. You know, and then sometimes I think the, the most beautiful part about like being, you know, a strong, smart woman, like you let him sometimes, right? Yes. You just like, you just let yes. him. Because mm. it's like, well, this is not like a fight that I need to fight. And it's not that big of a deal. And if you feel like you fucking, your chest is big and like fucking a man by doing that, then just do it. You know, it's fine. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I do. We are going to talk about skincare, I swear. But yeah. I, as we've talked about your whole journey, we've talked about your childhood. We've talked about how you started in Lane Beauty, your journey with your husband, I have to ask you how motherhood is treating you. It looks yeah. so beautiful on you. And I know this is something you prayed for and manifested and tried mm -hmm. for for many years. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now you have this beautiful baby who's just full of life. How does that yeah. feel? Yeah, I mean, motherhood, you know, ever since I was really young, you know, I've always said, you know, I've always said, I need to be a mom. Like Enlightened Beauty is wonderful and I love my business and I'm somebody who like needs to have both. You know, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not a stay at home type of individual, um, which is also beautiful, but I'm just, for me, I needed to have something else. Um, but motherhood was the most important thing, right? I would be a stay at home mom if that was the, my only option. Um, and I, going back to, you know, healing the trauma and, and being pregnant and, and having a child that seemed like I wasn't ever going to have, you know, there's something really beautiful about the way that he is and how he acts and his personality. And I take a lot of pride in that. And I, he is who he is because of the environment he's in. And then the environment he was in when he was in utero, you know, it was like, that was mm. so like, I was just oh, like, so happy. And like, you know, and if we think that we're all energy and, um, you know, it's like those thoughts and those feelings. And like when I would feel him move and just all of it, it he was just so perfect and so divine the whole time. And so he just is that way. He just is because he, that's the only energy that he's been kind of having pumped through his cells as he was being created, you know? Um, so motherhood is, is everything and more. And what's funny is I really thought so many years, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm going to, I want to have a daughter. When I have a girl, I'm going to, you know, redo this mother daughter relationship. And it's going to be this, and I'm going to make it like that. And, you know, and I, at one point I had this thought like, you know, when I first started IVF, it was like, well, you know, if I can't have a little girl, then like, then why would I have a child? Right. That's that, oh. that's that unhealed mother wound that was so intense. Mm. And as time went on, you know, it was like, okay, yeah, you know, I, I definitely want, you know, I want a child. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But then when I got pregnant, because we put two embryos in, one boy and one girl, and they came in and they were like, well, the girl embryo is looking really good. It's real strong. And we didn't have to do this. And we didn't have to do that. Blah, blah, blah. But the boy embryo, you know, he's this and that. 
And so we went in and there was one heartbeat and I was like, well, there's, it's definitely the girl because I wanted a girl for so long. Like I manifested this and the girl was doing better. So it's a girl. Okay. But then after, like when I felt like it was a girl, I was like, (laughs) you know, it's so funny. Like I was like, wait a minute. Like if I had a little boy, I, all of these other things and I have twin brothers that are 11 years younger than me and and I was like, but I'm such a boy mom. Like, I'm such a boy mom. And then when we popped that little confetti and it was blue, it was like it took me 30 seconds. And I was like, of course. Of course it's me I'm a little boy. Yeah. You know, it's like women and men can go through very similar things as a child, but men are so much more sensitive and they mm. break easier. You know, the society is not good to them you know, emotionally. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, I am blessed. Like I get to create a really strong, like man, like a beautiful man, you know? And now I'm like, I only want boys, you know? (laughs) I love that. that." And he's going to have flawless skin, right? For, for a man too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Let's, let's talk about skin because that is your expertise. Uh, I know that your business is so much deeper than just aesthetics, but Mm. I'm just going to like straight up pull up your Instagram because these are transformations that I feel like people really need to see to believe. So I'm just going to like start pulling them up. But um, I want you to talk about your approach to skincare because it's not necessarily the typical go in, get a facial, and even the products you use are a lot different than typical, you know, Cetaphil, what the normal dermatologist tells you to go right. buy. Yeah. So, you know, um, recently I'm working on three clients right now who are very similar to the client that you just pulled up, Angie, with the very like deep cystic acne. And like, that is like where like I thrive. Like that is, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, of course, like I want to help everyone with skin issues. Don't get me wrong. But the deep inflammatory cystic red, like we'll call it like angry acne. Like this is like what I live for because not only do I get to, you know, talk to my client about the the basics as far as using proper skincare and, and using that self-care piece, um, you know, to change your skin. It's like, I get to be like a healer and like, that's, that is like what, what I thrive on. Um, and talking to them about, you know, deep emotional trauma or stress. Like one of my clients, um, you know, we've been working on her for years and I can't, and there's just nothing I can do. Right. And I told her, I was like, you know, I can't over out peel or we can't cleanse this away. Like this is such a, you know, she told me, you know, I was heading, um, to go visit my fiance's family on, uh, to Arizona and the whole time on the plane, I was, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to be around the family for, for five days. I'm going to need my space. And oh my gosh, like I, I just, why am I doing this? And, you know, and then she's like, and then I got there and everything was fine. And I had a great time, you know? And, and I was like, so you put yourself through it because your body doesn't know the difference, right? You mm-hmm. literally put yourself through a traumatic five days that you didn't even go through. You know, and so like that's just an example, you know, of of um, of the specific client and certain things that she is going through. And so every time I talk to her, you know, it's like a little 
piece of information and something's like just okay oh yeah and like this last time I saw her she just totally broke down and started crying it was like I know I just I just need help to try to you know and so like and I've given her all the tools before and so we just go through it again and we just you know and at some point it will hit at some point she's gonna go Oh, yes, you know, but mm-hmm. to be like that person who is like a real healer, like it's really like it's real, you know, and I'm just using skin as like the vessel to touch people, you know, it could have been anything. Uh, it's so true. And I love, you know, you know, this very well, Scorpio is the alchemist of the Zodiac, you literally create these physical transformations. But, you know, I am someone who I haven't struggled with cystic acne, but I struggled with bad acne for several years in college. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, I'm like, okay, uh, everything I was eating, how I was treating my body, all the stress I was putting myself through. Right you know, definitely played a huge, huge, huge factor, if not created the whole thing. Um, But it's, you know, I've been there where you don't want to leave your house or you can't put enough makeup on to cover it up. Or even I look back at certain pictures and Mm -hmm. it's not even that I'm like, oh, I look terrible, but I can see the unhappiness all over my face Mm, and all over my body, right? Like how I was carrying weight, how I was puffy and my skin. Um, And so, you know, I, you're healing so much more than just the skin by creating these transformations. And like you were talking about that client, how, how much do you think our emotional state and the stress and the trauma we're going through affects our skin, the largest organ on our body? Yeah. I mean, like if I had to break it down, like in, um, in a percentage, I mean, at least 50%, you know, maybe I'm being modest. It's probably way more than that, you know, you know, maybe some certain skin conditions where, um, you know, it's due to like Accutane and then we're using something topically and then we take antibiotics. Right. But then a lot of that too is still internal, right? The antibiotics killing all this good and bad bacteria. Then you don't have a alkaline diet and you eat a lot of acidic foods. And then it's a perfect breeding ground for that fire to start and where the inflammation start and then you can't really get out of it because you don't really know what the cause is and then you feel depressed and then you want to eat something that makes you feel better like a grilled cheese sandwich right or (laughs) you know something like that so um I think our emotions I mean you see it a lot in like you know people who have eczema or psoriasis or um you know stress rashes which I get um sometimes I used to get them a lot more years ago. Um, it's like, that is all internal and it's autoimmune and it's, um, you know, so it's, it is a, it's huge. It is huge. Um, yeah. So, I mean, taking care of yourself and your body and eating the right foods and self-talk and exercise and all of these things, like it's very, very important. And I couldn't really get these transformations if my clients didn't trust in what I was saying and and doing these, this other piece to it, you know, because Mm -hmm. I don't treat with pills or, um, you know, Accutane or things like that. You know, we do topical things and skincare, take care of your skin, but everything else is coming like from up here. Totally. And I know you ask those questions. You ask about what people are eating, what's going on in their lives that might be causing severe breakouts or inflammation. Uh, but I have to tell you, you introduced me to Lyra and I'm obsessed. 
I have never had clearer <laughs> skin in my life. Uh, and I've never had a more gentle routine either. So when did you start? uh, I know you you sell Lyra products in your shop and you use them in all of your Mm -hmm. services. When did you discover them and how did that change? Did you train with them or have you always used them? Yeah. So, I mean, I, so luckily when I was in school at Federico, one of my teachers was actually an esthetician and I think she only taught that, that one year. Um, and Mm. she like really noticed that I was taking beauty school really seriously. And so she took me under her wing and was like, okay, you know, and she was really like, I was able to come to her with all these questions. And, um, and she introduced the whole class to Lyra. Um, and I think part of it was that I really trusted her and her guidance with me. So then I really trusted the product, you know, Mm -hmm. Do I think that I could get the same results with a different line? Sure, maybe. You know, like I'm not. I'm not saying absolutely not. I think there's a lot of amazing, great lines out there. But I've been using Lyra Clinical since 2013. I've seen them go through all of their changes. I've seen the bottles change. I've seen the ingredients change. You know, I've done like uh, so many classes. Um, and I know so much about it and I know how it works and I know how to treat the skin and I, and I believe in the product. So if I believe in it wholeheartedly and I, it's impossible for me to sell you something that I don't believe will work for you, then it's going to work if you trust me, you know, it's like that still like that mental piece. Well, and I even, I've seen you, you know, write on Instagram, that the the power of belief is really fueling these transformations. Mm -hmm. You believe you can give someone clear skin. You Mm -hmm. believe in their ability to heal themselves. How, how important do you think that is in achieving these transformations? Because not all estheticians can get these results. Yeah. Um, you can't fake it right? You can't, I can't fake the energy behind what I'm saying, you know, like even if you would classify yourself as not a very intuitive person, you're going to know whether you, you felt something or you didn't feel something or, you know, you kind of believe it, you kind of don't. It's like, I can't fake what I'm saying. And so my clients, I'm really excited. I have a few that I'm working on that are just going to be amazing. You know, they are like, Morgan, like my skin is changing, you know, and and when I come to you, it doesn't feel like you're trying to sell me product in it or, you know, I mean, I am selling product, of course, but I'm not like, that's not the goal, right? I'm not like, oh, I got a quota I got to meet. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's like, I believe that the universe is infinite and abundance will come. And every client that I have in here is special and, um, and valued. And so I'm going to sell you what you need. And that's the energy behind it is that you came to me, you need help with your skin, I'm here to help you, I'm not here to sell you. And it's just going to happen. Because I believe what I'm saying. And then you just have to believe what I'm saying, because I believe it. Like without like manifesting it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't even know that it's like that it's really happening to you. Because you know, sometimes I don't really even know that it's happening because it just happens in the background. You know, it's just is. And it really, 
it is how I feel and it is how I think and it's what I believe. So, you know, there's, I, I can't not change somebody's skin, (laughs) you know? I love it. And I love how, you know, I know these before and afters have really, gained so much of your following on social media, but I do feel like you've also created this community. Like every time I see one of these pictures, when I open Instagram, like I'm rooting for that person. I'm rooting for that girl. I'm, and then I'm so happy and excited for her because, you know, I might not have had as severe of acne as she came to you with, but I know that feeling of, how debilitating it can be when you're like literally wearing your trauma on your skin, you're wearing your Mm -hmm. pain on your Mm -hmm. skin, whatever Mm -hmm. is going on internally, you like can't hide it, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just, I love that you Mm -hmm. created such a beautiful community and, uh, you know, I'll bring up this picture of enlightened beauty. You have an amazing shop there as well. Even the mural you are sitting in front of right now painted by this incredible female artist, How important was it for you to create an entire environment? Because you you know you're opening up people to spirituality just because they see those little transformations, then they go into your page and and get so much more than skincare. So why did you want to create this entire brand and community and shop where people can get their own sage and, you know, get their own oracle cards and things like that? Yeah. Um, So, you know, I... Honestly, when I was in my solo salon, it was just me, right? And I was, I was working initially seven days a week, and I was the only one doing treatments, and I was the one working the front, and I, and I scheduled the the appointments and all of these things, and so I was getting to a point where like less of my, and then of course, then you have the social media piece, which is you know it's all own full time job in itself, and I was just ready to expand because I wanted to be able to touch more people train my estheticians the way that I, you know, I, I was trained on Lyra, but I don't actually do the treatments that none of my treatments are in a Lyra protocol. Mm-hmm. So I've just learned like how this type of acne needs this and, and that needs that. And I was only one person and there was just no way that, you know, I, I knew, a new client would come in and I'm like, well, I can get you in in four months. It's like, you can't, that's not sustainable you know, especially when you're doing peels, you know, everything needs to be on a very strict regimen. And so, um, I was looking for a space for about eight months. And when I finally found this space, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is perfect because of how the space was laid out. Um, and my goal was just to touch more people and train somebody else to be able to create these types of transformations. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, now I have this You've like, definitely done space that. Where, where people can come and I have a whole retail front and, you know, I'm able to sell things that I want to sell that I believe in. And, um, yeah. And I love how you're starting to plan more events, uh, at the end of this yeah. year into the new year. Like I see kind of the wheels turning yeah. and your business expanding even more. You're going to have your Jupiter return next year too. So Woo! just another layer of abundance coming to yeah. you. 
Uh, well, this has been such an amazing talk. Um, I end all of the shows by pulling a card. So I'm going to pull, this is the first deck I ever bought. It's a big mama. It's called okay, the Lightworker cool. Oracle. Um, but I'm going to pull up your, or your Instagram is already pulled up, but I'm going to leave up your Instagram. And while I'm shuffling, getting things ready, if you want to just tell people what the best way to connect with you is, what yeah. offerings you have coming up and anything else you want them to know. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, so Enlightened Beauty is located in downtown Sacramento. Um, best way to contact us is to head to Instagram. Um, it's just at Enlightened Beauty with nothing else, just exactly how it's spelt. Um, and you can DM us, you can text us, um, and all of the links are um, on Instagram. We also have a website, enlightenedbeautysacramento.com, where you can schedule yourself um, for treatments. If you are a new client, I would highly recommend coming in for a consultation or um, one of our hydrofacials or enzymes are a great first treatment um, and it doesn't require any prep. Um, so, and great yeah, gifts as well. Right. Giving people the, like you can give gift cards and stuff too, because oh, I know yeah, yeah. We have I got a hydrofacial for my friend and she loved it before her wedding. Oh, so yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. We have gift certificates and we have, um, a ton of different skin treatments that we offer. We also do some facial, facial waxing, um, on Thursday, December 30th at 6 30 uh, PM, I'm having a vision board circle. Um, and so if you would like to come to that, just let us know and RSVP, uh, it doesn't cost anything. We're just asking, you know, that everyone RSVP. So we know how much, you know, I'm going to have some teas and things like that and asking some people to bring some magazines to share. Um, and then hopefully next year, you know, I'm really, I'm really focused on expanding the brand as far as like, you know, apparel, um, you know, other items for other estheticians and things for my clients to use at home. Um, and just having some more events. So, um, come on Jupiter. <laughs> yes, I'm. I really want to come to your vision boarding event. I'm going to try to make it. Um, yeah. We're heading out of town. We don't know exactly when we're coming back, but when you said Dr. Rhonda is going to be there, I'm like, I need to meet Dr. Rhonda. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, are you ready for your card? I'm ready. Okay, what what message is coming through for Morgan? Ooh, seventh ray of ritual, order, and ceremony. So I'll pull this up in the book. It's number 44. Okay. By the way, before I start reading, these are really long descriptions, but it's my favorite and they're always on point. So yeah. I wanted to pull it out for you because I know you love your Oracle cards too. Yes. Ooh, and this is actually the last card in the deck. So 44, I like it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Seventh ray of ritual order and ceremony. When the gift of the seventh ray enters your life, something new is being formed, something that will benefit your world. There may be an increased interest in magic, ceremony, and ritual for healing purposes. Resonating with high-frequency violet light and the archangel Zedekiel, the seventh ray also helps transmute energy from lower to higher frequency. It is a spiritual cleansing agent that allows the truth of spiritual freedom, empowerment, and choice to be seen 
and felt restoring hope and joy to the heart. The seventh ray is very active upon the earth at this time. When the seventh ray enters your life, you are asked to balance your attachment to what has been with an openness to the new. It is a time to fearlessly question what has been, honor what continues to hold value for you, and dismiss what no longer serves you. The seventh ray also creates form from invisible, intangible spiritual energy. These are the inspired solutions and synchronicities that seem to come out of nowhere. They are signs of the divine order happening. The seventh ray brings an alignment with that divine order. And the more you are willing to invoke and allow that energy to bless you, the more your life will align itself with the genius of creativity, solutions, and loving opportunities the universe wants to bring into your world. So I feel like this is like you're, you were just planned basically a ceremony, this vision board circle. Yeah. This is like your invitation. Keep holding ceremonies, keep holding events. You're already, yeah. you know, raising the vibration just by being you, but I love that that came up. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And like one thing that I want to say too, before we get off and just thinking about what you just said is being of service to others. When I did my last transfer, um, and before I had my son, my when a friend of mine, Colette, who was here doing some like readings here and there, she said, you know, one thing, because once you do the implantation, there's two weeks and you don't know if you're pregnant or not. She was like, you know, I think you should spend this time like giving back or doing something for the community. And so I did my transfer of March, um, like March 20 something of 2020. And then we had the shutdown. And so what I did is I sold, you know, all of my Enlightened Beauty apparel and then donated 100% of everything to like a local um, church, Mercy, uh, Mercy on on Jay. And Mm -hmm. I think like that is like such a powerful, like karmic, like if you can give back and do for others with the intention of it being pure. Like that has to be the intention. You can't do it to get something in return, (laughs) you know, but if you, if you can do that in any aspect of your life, um, it will come back to you tenfold, you know, totally. Yeah. Pay it forward. So I love that card. One of the uh, girls I had on a couple weeks ago, Kristen, she is a manifestation expert and she talked about that, about, uh, and a lot of people who are, you know, really into manifestation talk about uh, being uh, generous and giving back and putting out that good energy, of course, not expecting to get it back, but how magnetic that is when you are just in a place of service. And I feel like, you know, it's such a testament to your business, to the information you put out, the services you give. Um, and, and the intention you put into them and just how much abundance comes back to you in the process. And I do have to tell you that you were actually the first person who introduced me to Gabby Bernstein, who has been huge Aww. on my journey. Oh, honey, that's amazing. It's so funny because she had a live this morning as I was getting ready and I clicked on it. And I was like listening to her, like talk about, you know, her manifestation. She's doing like a 21 manifestation like thing in, in January. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, she's, she was very powerful in, in me manifesting my son and, and all of that too. So I'm so glad like that, that feels good for you, you know? 
Yes. And I feel like you and Gabby have like some really interesting parallels too. I'm sure mm-hmm. you followed her story and followed oh, yeah. her on social media. Yeah. I feel like you're like the Gabby Bernstein of Sacramento. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. You're so cute. Hey, I'll take that title any day of me, okay? <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah, on I mean, with me so and chatting, for, for sharing your on. story. Yes, it's been such an honor for you to share your wisdom with us. And I'm so excited for what 2022 is going to bring for you and your business and to keep connecting with you and learning from you. Um, You have just been a light along my journey. And I'm, I'm so grateful for you showing up authentically and giving me permission to do the same. Yeah. Thank you, honey. Thank you so much for um, allowing me to be here and asking me. I am honored. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us and sharing your input throughout this live stream. If you missed any part of it, you can find it as a podcast. We'll be publishing it a little bit later tonight and you can find other episodes of the spiritual journalist all the time on the spiritualjournalist.com or on my YouTube channel. We'll be back with more interviews next week, but until then stay curious. Thank you so much for joining our discussion today. If you enjoyed this episode of The Spiritual Journalist, you can find more on thespiritualjournalist.com or you can listen to our conversations wherever you enjoy podcasts. And if you want to learn more about astrology, join me live every weekday morning on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for Transits Today, where we break down the energy of the day based on the movement of the planets and start our morning off in a high vibe. All of the information we share on The Spiritual Journalist is completely free to you. So if you'd like to support more content like this, the easiest way to do so is to subscribe to our YouTube page. Head over to The Spiritual Shop on our website and buy yourself a little something. Or if you're feeling extra generous, you can buy me a coffee to fuel future live streams. Just tap the link in the description or head to buymeacoffee.com and search The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here and I can't wait for our next conversation.